Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. This past Sunday, we put up an episode of It's Thrill Classic with Alchemist. It was our first ever episode from five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was to, there. To commemorate that, we, we went on Instagram, we put up the picture, we put up the caption, we said how much this episode meant to us. We also put it up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then the Alchemist responded and he said, Yo, I think it's about time. That we do another one. Okay, now here's the thing. We'd been trying to do <laughs> another one for so long. We asked Alchemist to be our 300th guest. I think we might have even asked him to be our 250th guest. Yeah. We've, we've, we've called him. We've texted him for his birthday. We've DM'd him. He's never responded once. <laughs> like, never. I remember leaving the studio in LA after we recorded that first episode. And we exchanged numbers. And he's like, let's build. Mm-hmm. said, Okay, great. Five years later, <laughs> we're finally building. We finally are building. No, and you know what? We we've seen each other. It's just you know now it's I don't know. He was he felt like we should take yeah. advantage of the time. And by the way, ever since yeah, great texter. Oh, you mean the last, the last two days? The last two days, <laughs> he's been a fantastic texter. One of the best people to text. I'm so glad that he is texting us. You know what? We saw him on Genius. Shout out to Rob Markman, who brought up our first interview when they did a uh, a recent interview for the Lulu mm-hmm. record with uh, with Conway the Machine, and uh, they brought up the the we gonna make it story that he told on the podcast, and uh, he said shout out to it's the real and Alchemist was like those are my guys, and we were like what we're like where have you respond been respond to our texts, but now he does. So yeah. like you know. <laughs> We're all good. We're on board. Yeah. And this episode means a lot because uh, it's a nice it's a nice reunion amongst friends. You yeah, know? but also... It doesn't sound like there's been five years in between. I haven't listened to it, but it didn't feel that way. But also, I do want to say, here is our first episode of this entire run of Quarantine Radio. Yeah. That's only one guest. Yeah. So we did a... This is a 50-minute dedicated episode with Alchemist. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like... Yeah. A waste of time. But it's not. It's not. It's not. I think that when we initially started Quarantine Radio, we were very afraid of how a conversation would go by phone. You know, I think there's something about sitting at this table with the guest in between us, having our focus directly on them, not worrying about like a delay with the phone, not worrying about other people in the room, not worrying about any elements beyond our control. When you're here with the person and you're focused and you're totally invested, you get a waste of time with It's The Real. I think yeah. Quarantine Radio is a totally different experience. And for that, I love this episode. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I am looking forward to just sitting down with Alchemist, hanging out, shooting the shit, and and uh, and building. Yeah. Before we get into the actual episode, I do want to shout out our Patreon supporters. Everybody okay. who's, uh, who's supporting us on Patreon.com slash It's The Real. Yeah. Um, and I thought of a new name for our supporters, by the way. Oh. Uh, IT Army. IT Army. That sounds a little bit like the guys who fix your computers. The IT Army. But you know what? Yeah. I didn't I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> let's like, let's that's one of those things where you you feel so good about <laughs> the idea that you don't even think about how and it you, could be interpreted. Right. You share it through our platform and just see where it goes. What how about bummer. this? Yeah. How about people I, I'm not ruling it out. Wait, There's by the no way, bad ideas. IT Army <laughs> Wait, are really, you? The more you say it, the more you like it. Well, look, yeah. Now that I think that it's like a genius bar with like knives, I really fuck with it. The IT army, IT army. Listen, guys. Anyway, I have to shout out some people. I want to shout out Richard Bodu. I want to shout out Marat Berenstein, and I want to shout out Olivia Martin. All of our last three supporters from yesterday. Yo, shout out to all of our supporters who have gone to Patreon.com/slash It's The Real and signed up to contribute. On a monthly basis, whether it's $2, $3, $5, $10, a lot more dollars, people have been very giving. This is a this is a very uh, interesting time that we're living through for you to support art, for you to support uh, everlasting conversations. Yeah, and, uh, all of it matters. This right here, we sincerely appreciate it. So thank you very much. Jeff, let's call out to the west side of Los Angeles, California and get on the phone with the one and only Alchemist. Yo, yo. Alchemist! What up? Yo, yo. What's happening? How are you? 
Everything's good. You know, uh, as you saw the other day, it's been five years since we talked to you on this podcast. You were the first ever guest, and we just wanted to thank you for that because this was an unproven uh, platform for us. You, you know, might have been unsure about the conversation that was ahead of you, but it proved to be uh, timeless and people reference it all the time. We just really appreciate the fact that you took a chance on us. And that's it. Goodbye. (laughs) It was unproven and unsure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Al, when you link up with artists, uh, especially like unproven uh, collaborators, there has to be like a difference with the type of satisfaction that you get. Uh, with working with uh, seasoned veterans, wouldn't you say? Um, I guess like man, not that one's better than another. Just that they're they both bring their own. Veteran, of course, you get a certain level of quality out of it. But I I tend to like the energy of working with new guys these days, just because you get a level of like a seasoned veteran. You're gonna make an amazing record, but sometimes depending on how well you know them. Maybe more of like when when people first hook up with you and they have an opportunity. Sometimes I feel like that you get that fire where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go crazy. I, I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna ever get on one of these beats again. Type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Versus a veteran is like comfort zone. But you bet you get both. But I, I tend to like the energy of the new, the new pro- trying to prove himself. For sure. Now, how do you treat it when you have someone who is ostensibly uh, a veteran? but is putting out technically their first album like Jay Electronica. <laughs> I know that that's crazy. Right? It's, like all in, it's all in one. How did, how did that come to be? Because remember the last time we spoke with you, you were like, yo, I haven't actually had one of my productions with Jay-Z vocals on top. And now here it is. That's crazy, right? It's yeah, really no. crazy. Uh, the way that happened was, uh, I had gone to Argentina with M this was maybe three and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. We did some shows out there and I bought a bunch of records and came back. I always buy records when we're on tour. And uh, I was over at the crib, hip hop, all our friend, yes. everybody, our mutual friend was yes. over at the crib and I was like kind of going through these records and I found that piece and me and him were both like, you know, this would be dope for Jay Electronica. Because it's funny, I went back into my text messages and I found it, the one when I first sent it to Jay Elect. And it was literally three and a half years ago. Man. And I was like, yeah, me and Hop were sitting here. <laughs> dope. And he was like, and he was like, I want it. That's it. Take take it off of the tape. <laughs> Put it in the freezer. <laughs> so it was literally years that he had to beat. Man. So it it, it kind of sat for a while. Yeah, I, I, I almost lost faith in it. But I'd never, you know, with Jay Electronica, he's like, that's just like a special person per, as a human, as an artist, everything. And I just always wanted to um, do something with him from the day that we linked. Yeah, so I mean, it was well, always like, just keep the faith in it. We'll see. Because he always told me, don't worry, it's, it's going to turn into something. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny that he ended up being the bridge for me to link with, 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 with Jay-Z finally. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, like, how did you get the call that that, 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 that the project was actually happening? Um. He, he, he oh, throughout the years I hear from him, and I knew he was things were always brewing. But this time he was in L.A. and, and he was like out here working, so I knew it was serious because I know Guru Guru was out here, and he hit me up, and it was like, okay, they're really going in. And you you are famous for one of our favorite uh, gatherings, which is your rap, your rap camp, and um, we ask everyone about it whether it's body whether it's action whether it's hop like whether it's brocky marciano everybody who stops by we just want to know a little bit more we about even ask it. people who don't show up <laughs> but um is this is this moment right now the longest that your studio has essentially been this empty yeah i, can't, I would lie if i said I, we didn't break a few rules hip hop. <laughs> there were some meetups that we were definitely um everybody had their test results yeah less than Even, six people or whatever less than 10 people yeah, less than I, 50 know, people yeah five thousand people and then i went to like salvation army and bought some fully sterilized outfits like just sweatsuits and shit so whoever comes here they just got to get stripped <laughs> in the car, switch into the you know like pe clothes basically so yeah. all good we're, we're good now nah, yeah it's been it's been a little empty but really it's all good because I, 
it gives me more time to to really make a lot of these beats and records that's sitting here that I need to get to. So this is um, this is a good thing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna derail the conversation for a second, um, which I think is fine when we when it's the three of us. But uh, when you were growing up, you told a story about how you would steal clocks off the wall um, in homage to uh, to PE, and I was wondering, you know. Beastie Boys are, are such a topic of conversation because of their documentary right now. I was wondering what the Beastie Boys meant to you, what what PE meant to you, and if you were stealing um, hood ornaments off of Mercedes Benzes. <laughs> I did all that. Of <laughs> I did every one of those things. Yeah, they were the most important for me. Like, really, you know, like Beastie Boys, of course. Um, like, I mean, when we saw that, it kind of gave us a a, a glimpse or like some type of hope that we might be able to get it. like oh shit it's white guys they're with the run dmc on tour yeah on tour together and then they're, they're getting the, that's dope like wow definitely bc boys was probably the most important first thing that gave me gave me hope that i could be dope at you know rapping or making beats or something and pull it off and um and then it's funny because when you watch any footage of run D, of excuse me of um the Beastie Boys on tour, like if you find like eight out of ten of the footage of them backstage, they're playing Public Enemy. It's like Public Enemy was like the music everybody rocked at the time. So I mean, of course, there's a connection with all of that, and uh, you know, as kids, that music had an insane like effect on us. Yeah, I like, mean, like like it raised us. You know what I mean? It, it, equally as our as our parents did like you know what i mean yeah. absolutely as as but also like you were you were running around la at the same time that they moved out to la um i was wondering if like you ever came in like proximity of them and then also in later years if you've ever run into them i mean i never really got back then to run into them but they opened up xl which was like a clothing store which was one of the first you know we wanted to dress like them they used to wear the dickies and the ben davis and all like their clothing they, they had a store and a store called Extra Large that they opened up. Yeah. And um, we used to go there and, like, buy their stuff. But, I mean, their studio that they had in L.A., which I never got a chance to go to, that's really, like, the inspiration for the whole rap camp shit, more than anything. Like, when I used to see pictures and hear the stories from Mario C., the engineer, yeah, or talk to uh, Mark, money, the keyboard. Money yeah, Mark, yeah. Like, they'll tell me the stories, and it's really, that's what I always wanted, like, a straight-up, fun like a oasis where it's like basically all these different things uh, i remember mario c told me like you know they had them they had a half pipe in there they had a fucking basketball court they had a studio and he told me that usually they would just stroll in at like 12 one o'clock they'd shoot some hoops they'd skate eventually the sun would go down they'd get some food and then they'll just pick up the instruments and start jamming and he said that they would be rocking for like an hour and then out of nowhere he would just press record on the tape they wouldn't even know when he was recording you know what i mean yeah just yeah. wait until they got in the pocket and it was like basically a formula that they were just living the fucking music so that always to me was you know i haven't built a half pipe yet but, yeah. <laughs> well i mean you've smoked a half pipe we've <laughs> yeah gotta do that we've we've also heard you know like it's interesting because like beastie boys and and rick rubin started off together and then went their separate ways but we also heard that rick rubin would just press record at shangri-la and record like everything no matter if you were just talking or actually making music yeah it was and, him and richard nixon yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but, sounds pretty accurate yeah because you catch a lot of shit when people don't know you know you just gotta know when to press record back then it was tape so you had you had a limited now you can just run the computer and it's just infinite if you have a hard drive but then it was limited space so he had to know when to hit that tape because they were going on the two-inch tape back then yeah do you have any relationship with rick rubin i mean i met him couple of times i was in the studio and em was working with him um you know i was able to work in his studio and i made like a bunch of beats over there so that was pretty cool his studio's dope yeah is he like larger than life mm, you know he his aura yeah but once you start talking to him like he's an engineer he's a musician you know um he's very spiritual and all of that but when you get down to it like i watched him make a beat you know, I watched him with the turntable thrown in the sound, so can nobody tell me shit. He definitely gets busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and plus he made all the stuff we grew up off, so. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a cool guy that I've definitely been able to talk to him and 
I don't think he knows fully who I am totally. <laughs> I think he thinks I'm MC DJ and that's just fine with me. <laughs> um, who's the, the strangest person that maybe like we don't know who's shown up to one of your rap, rap camps? Kevin Durant. Really? Yeah, that's the big homie. Wait, wait. Did, did he show up like to make music or did he just show up to like catch I, a vibe? Or to play basketball, you know, or to do the halftime. I half can't type. confirm nor deny any of that, but he's definitely was hanging out. Well, because because obviously, like everyone's heard that Chris Bosh showed up at the Dreamville uh, Revenge Sessions down in Atlanta, and he was there to actually make beats. So that's that's fire with uh with KD showing up. I mean, yeah, you know, I think uh, who did the beat for Chris Webber did a beat for Nas. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. Hey, listen, you know, Cedric Sabalos used to get busy. Yep. On guitar, right? KD was trying to, but yeah, there's always um, random people, you know. But yeah, definitely the ball player connect is there. Baron Davis is my big homie too, so sometimes he might pop up. Al, who's the person who has stayed the longest at your spot? Damn. I don't know. I can't put anyone on blast like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we know we know Sean Price, uh, rest in peace, uh, stayed you know for like a Most week likely, at a time. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like Hop would stay over. Like no one, no one had a residency at your spot. Earl, Earl's basically could have a key. Okay, Earl might as well have a key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Earl basically he did at one point have the studio next door. Really. Yep, there was a period of time when he was rocking over there, but he's over here all the time. So you know, was he a good neighbor? He was an excellent neighbor. There you go. Great. Um, how do you? Obviously, you talked about like this is a time where you can just work, 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 and work. How do you take time to rest your ears? Do you like go out, go out for walks? Do you meditate? Do you like? Come work? on, bro. Come do- on, bro. Brothers is working. Brothers <laughs> is working. Brothers is working. Have you ever seen that? I don't I know if you're you talking to, to us or you're talking this, to someone I need else. You to there. Look up Swiss Beats Ralphage prank call. <laughs> <laughs> Swiss is a legend. Man. Yeah, he is. He just said, "Brothers is working. Brothers is working. Brothers, come on, bro." He did a hook. He did a live hook for the guy. Man. Yeah, but now, nah, yeah, I'm, you know, we're staying busy. Oh, I'm that's sorry. Good. What did you say the question was? I, 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 I said, in the Swiss Beats." I said, "How do you rest your ears? How do you like, you know, go off into?" you know, some space and just turn your brain off? Um, nature. You know, just a visit to nature, which is very close by because I'm near the water. So, you know, the sounds of the sea, the soothing sounds of the sea. Pacific Ocean, soothing sounds of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Is that the name of your next uh, EP? It could be. <laughs> it sounds like a Time Life connection. By the That's way... probably the name of Budgie's next EP. My yeah, man Budgie yeah. might be on that. Um, we spoke to Currency. We called him up like uh, a month ago. And we were like, how's it going? He's like, it's going fine, except for the fact that Alchemist is sleeping on sending me shit right now. So do you have do you have an official response for, for Spitta? Oh, my God. You <laughs> <laughs> must have just caught him in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> It must have been just that moment. <laughs> I guarantee you he forgot about that. I know. He definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I love Currency, though, man. He's That's the greatest. He's the greatest. Yeah, come on. Yeah, he's, he, helped, he helped me get into this whole wave. I'm on you know, Cover Coop. Might have been the first set off of doing all these like full albums with people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that. Uh, well, I know you you have a, a Jay Worthy collaboration that's supposed to come out. Like, what what else is on the way? Um, yeah, not. I mean, I think Jay Worthy. He put. We just had a couple of song old songs that he put out. That's mm-hmm. my guy too, though. But um, I do have some things that I I just can't speak on it. But I know <laughs> this will be a good year. I promise you, you'll be happy. Oh, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, you've already done so much in four months. Yeah, so, we're, I mean, we're like, happy I'm, already. We're just happy nah, to get I you on the I phone. Think I, I, I'm gearing up. <laughs> I'm gearing up. Uh, this time they won't be able to front come December, hopefully. It should be really like, oh, man. Even the guy that hates me is going to be like, <laughs> No, we're on the he phone with you. <laughs> That's my goal. Like, the guy that hates me the most got to be like, shit. Well, I, Al, was there, was there ever a point in your life where you felt that you were doing things the right way and, and not skipping steps and, and not you know, chasing a moment and for reasons beyond your comprehension, you just weren't being rewarded for the work that you were putting in. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, how did you guess, how did you stay the course through doesn't that? Doesn't everybody? I think everybody goes through that though. I mean, you have to be super stubborn, and you just gotta like uh, believe in it and know that you got some type of vision, man. You got you can't worry about that shit. Like let people catch up when they catch up. You know, that's um. I, if I worry about that, I'll be forget it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Some, I let you know other people worry about that, but yeah, that's uh. That's definitely got to got to push forward and just not worry about shit like that because yeah I always tell people that like you got an idea right now that you're doing or you got something you're working on and people around you don't see it or get it don't get frustrated about that shit because everybody who's has vision is gonna go through that because you're seeing or hearing something that other people don't yet you just gotta relax follow your plan and when people finally get it. You can't be that arrogant prick that's like, I told you, you didn't <laughs> two years ago. Because it doesn't, that doesn't take away from your success. It just makes it less classy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. classier to just be like, I appreciate that, man. That's dope. Even though when you you might be like, yeah, I played you that two years ago and you slept on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. But we all have those fucking stories. You just got to know how to be classy. You got to stay classy. So yesterday you put up a video of, uh, or you you retweeted a video um, of, of you and Nipsey in the studio. Uh, can you give us the bigger context behind that clip? Uh, it was a super late night, which went was basically the morning. And uh, I had been talking, I mean, he probably mentioned it here or there, but me and him have a long history before he got on. Like he, he, my brother was actually one of the first people that brought him to New York and I have, I have music we recorded back then, like 2007 or something. Wow. And I was like, yeah, it, it was, it's, I got to watch, I had nothing to do with his music. Like once he got on, but it was always a friend. And I was like, I always felt, yeah, we'll come full circle and do some work eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that was that session. I went, oh, he reached out. Or I think, I think I, I texted him. I found some old CD and he was bugging. I had found one of his old CDs. And he was like, I'm working, and I went over there and uh, played some some beats. And uh, we didn't record nothing, but it was like a good session and just got to hear where he was at, where he was going with it. It was dope. And I, I think Mike and Keith probably got some more footage from that, from that morning or night or whatever. But, yeah. But we, we don't – a lot of people it, – it's not really known, but, yeah, me and him and my brother is, was real tight with him. That's amazing. Well, how, how did your brother meet him? Through my friend Ma, just a friend that he went to high school with, who was hanging out and kind of when when Nipsey was young and really really gang banging. Like his first music was basically advertisements for the sixties. You know what it was? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But when it was funny because I always that was one of the things I always felt like if he could calm it a little bit. And then when he finally came out with his single, and he was like, "I'm t I'm turned up because I was raised in the sixties." I was like, "Oh, he figured it out. He kind of finessed it because that that was like." I grew up in the 19th, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He didn't, he, he, he just finessed it, and I was like, oh, that was dope, you know. Yeah, I never had nothing to do with any of his music. I just, that was a homie. I do think that, you know, when you see the shot turn around and he flips the camera at him, at his face, and he just, like, you know, makes, it's like it's like that moment in, in Fade to Black when, like, Jay is making that face when Tim is playing in beats. It, it felt like uh, that, you know what I'm saying? That's dope. Yeah, there was a couple of things. I wish we would have recorded something, but who knows? Maybe they got something in the computer. Well, what was the first time you saw uh, Fade to Black like? Where where were you? Like, did you see it in the theaters? Like, what? You ready for this one? You've never you seen ain't it. You're ready for this. <laughs> You're not ready for this. <laughs> I've never seen Fade to Black. Never seen it. This is a thing about me and Evidence. He always makes fun of me about <laughs> this because he's like, You're, he thinks I'm lying. Because one day he, because I put out a DVD back at that time when I put my DVD out, and he was like, it was just like, you must have seen it. I said, I've never seen it. And so because he never believed me as was just some stubborn shit, I've still never watched it. Wait, okay, okay. I know that Just Blaze has never seen it either. I've never yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Black. I'm I, shocked. Listen, I've, I've seen pieces of it. I've never sat and watched Shades of Black. I think yeah, here's here's what we need small. to do. So you know we have another podcast that we do with the Locks where we uh, review movies with them. We need to when this is all over, we need, we need to, to watch Fade to Black. We need to congregate yeah. all of us and watch it, is, it. I didn't want to get too influenced. Jay is like one of the you know what I'm saying. Come on, yeah, greatest of all. And and it was funny because Ev told me when he saw it that he's like, you had to see it because you were doing something in your documentary that was similar. I said, bro, I, on God, <laughs> <laughs> I never. And now I'm never watching it just because you don't believe. Me. <laughs> By the way, your 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 documentary is shot so differently. I find. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it, he must have been referencing some shit. But, <laughs> I mean, I've seen clips of it, 
You know what I mean? I saw backstage. Hey, Jay's the best. Yeah. You already know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. In terms of in terms of uh, your rap camp and when it when it started out, obviously like uh, Prodigy had uh, gone to do his bid, and you you know had this open environment, having like all these kids stop by, whether it was like Schoolboy Q or Earl or or Mac or, or or Action or whoever. Is that type of thing that happened you know on the west side of LA at all possible in New York City? Nah. I think I think uh well at least in the time that I was out there I never really I wasn't ready to do it. I guess the circle of talent that was around me if I had something like that back then but it was always just me in an apartment and I would go to other studios and shit like that. So it was like Yeah. It would have probably been more more about hits if it was on in New York or about chasing uh you know, Hot 97 or the radio. To me, that was kind of always a trap a little bit in New York. It was like all the artists that were hot started getting caught up in like New York yeah. and getting something to the flex. You know what I mean? And it was like, yo, this world is way bigger. I think some of the West Coast artists, I think for whatever reason, maybe because Power 106 was so far out of touch, like they just went somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was like, I don't, I don't remember anyone in LA that I was working with, like, we got to get on Power 106. But a lot of New York artists, it was always like, flex or hot 97 you know it was like at some point you start chasing that where you don't realize this game is way bigger than just the city you're in but you know we all got to travel a lot so i already got to see that shit this shit was a global thing so well wasn't it like that la artists felt like they're that they weren't supported by radio and so like it wasn't even like worth it to to try and chase that probably that's what it seemed like you know, for some of the younger guys that were coming up, they didn't listen to the radio anymore anyway, so it didn't really fucking matter. There was no tight DJ like like Flex or something on the West Coast. It was like you had to get through, go through him, you know, to, to get hot in New York. But, um, you know, I, I think that was part of it. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody was just finding their own lane and touring and the Internet was popping. And, you know, I remember when I first seen, you know, like the Odd Future shit. I remember the first day when Kendrick and Schoolboy came to the crib, hmm. you know, like so watching everybody just. After this, you know, this whole run is like definitely dope because that shit helped me a lot. Because if I hadn't had my eyes and ears open and was one of those guys that was trying to just live off what I had already done, it would have been a wrap. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, what what made you go back to L.A.? Like, when did you leave New York? Uh, What was it? Uh, I, I still got my spot there, but I built the studio here and I started working here more. So it's like, I'm going to stay over here and make this my main spot. It was probably around that time, like 2010. Just when, like, the energy started changing in L.A. and it was like, okay. Yeah, it was just like, why leave? This is it. There's so much going on here. This is like a factory. You know, we were cooking, doing rap, we were doing everything. So it was just like a whole lifestyle. It was like, shit, why would I leave? (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, what was the West Side like when you were growing up? Because you grew up sort of like, I mean, you grew up in, in Beverly Hills, which is not, it's like central, I guess. Yeah. What was on the West Side? Uh, of LA? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, as far as music? As far as anything. I mean, like, like what, energy. What, what, what was, was the, the energy like, like when you were... We skated, and, like, we were, we were big into skating early on, you know what I mean? I used to skate before, like, that was the main thing before rap. It was like, oh, they were. This Venice Beach was definitely uh, gangbang center. I mean, yeah, growing up in LA, you had to be aware of all that if you wanted to move around at all. So, um... You know, we were always aware of that shit, but I, you know, we skated, and and until we, until basically, you know, graffiti, um, all the dumb shit that any kid does. You know what I mean? <laughs> of the five elements, which have you not done? I haven't done spoken word, no. But man, <laughs> you have not done spoken word. <laughs> to get crazy. No spoken word on this side, but we definitely we had a we had a dance crew. You had a dance crew? Like, a lot of people don't know. Like, yeah, there was a club called Ballistics. It was a, it was a party called Ballistics that was every Thursday night, and it was thrown by David Faustino. Oh yeah, uh, no, this is and 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 uh, they would have like uh, battles, right? Yeah, at the end of the night, there would be rap battles, of like with DJ Will I Am and everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yep. DJ yeah. Speed from NWA was the DJ, or if not, it was Homicide or Rest in Peace Rob One. Yeah, and we were all these young kids. DJ Am, who was rapping at the time, he wasn't even a DJ yet, and like um, Will, me, Scott, Evidence. Um, there's a handful of other guys who used to be all in this like kind of like West Side young kids growing up, kind of meeting up every Thursday at this party. So that was like, yeah, I got Will was 
insane. So like that was what kind of connected all of us. And uh, yeah, that's where we're like we had like the dance crew and shit. What was your dance crew name? And also, were you ever like in the in the time when you know uh, when Prodigy was you know being made fun of for for taking ballet as a kid or tap dance or whatever? Like, what um did you ever think that like that footage would come out? Like, were you ever worried about that, or were you too behind the scenes and it didn't even matter? Yeah, yeah. Now, this shit was like when Brand Nubian was out. We were dancing to One for All. Like we had Air Max <laughs> trainers and long rugby's on, and there was bitches in the party. This, yeah, this you could get a. I wish someone has footage. Of me <laughs> I used to get crazy. <laughs> Please help. Find it. Nah, it was a dope scene in LA at the time. You know, it was like we were all, you know, and Will was like one of the best dancers, and he was exactly how he is now. Can you can you still dance now? Because Jadakiss can, by the way. Heavily, I just gotta implicate some of the new, new, some of the new moves into my cachet. But I got, I have definitely stupid dope moves. Yo, crazy. I, wait, do you have a burner TikTok account? <laughs> I saw Jadakiss. He got crazy, but he's kind of rusty. He just does windmills and stuff. I might <laughs> he just does him. windmills. I might maybe able to cook him. <laughs> I <laughs> want Jadakiss look funny, man. Yo, I want Alchemist to come out of this. I want Alchemist to come out of this this quarantine with like you know. 120 bpm like beats like just like real like you know dance heavy Yo, stuff imagine jada kids doing a back skin in full ninja turtle <laughs> <laughs> like yo it's <laughs> come on yo kiss. yo rock with us <laughs> I, w- I was i was listening back to um to our podcast that we did from five years ago and we were talking about when you did uh we gonna make it and you, and you brought it to the studio and they recorded it in front of you uh we've been to that studio uh a, a number of times and we love how in the cut it is how it's like yes, it amongst is. all of these uh woodworking spots and it's in a warehouse and we just love the idea that that collaborators would come through and be like am i being set up like where exactly <laughs> am i uh do you, do you remember your thoughts in walking up three flights to get to their like hidden yeah, studio well when we did we gonna make it that was actually at the rough rider studio oh it was isn't far from it isn't far from the d-block studio but yeah. d-block studio literally looks like you're in like the soviet union <laughs> like you're like where the hell this is an ironclad structure and we must it's like you're not sure that nobody's sure when they go there uh, like, no i had to sell denim way. to get in like i don't think anyone that went there didn't call one of them like you sure son i'm at the right place yeah. like, go Go up this thing, <laughs> uh, this metal structure. Like no one's, no one's getting in D block without them knowing. Like you have to get through various stairs. I love that place though. Oh, like, it's the best. Really, I have recorded over there. Shout to Poops. That's my guy. Yeah, big yeah, shout to Poops. Poops. Yeah, love that guy, man. Poops is the greatest. Um, yes, is it is. true that you have a cut with Eminem, Snoop, and Jay? Where the hell did that come from? That was in your uh, your Instagram comments. That was by Frederick, uh, who might have just been kidding, apparently, because <laughs> you don't know about it. Jesus Christ. I wish I did. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. Some of my favorite recording sessions were Snoop, though. Did you record it at his spot? No, nah, we actually recorded in New York at the time. But like anytime I did anything with him was like the most fun shit in the studio. Like He was just... he's. It's fun. He makes recording fun. It's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've never met him, but he seems like the greatest soul, you know? I've met him. Have you? Yeah. No. He's a, he, yeah. I can't believe you guys haven't chopped it up with him. He's the greatest, man. I'm telling you. He's really the greatest. Uncle Snoop, man. I love him. Have you been watching the Instagram lives like we've been watching the Instagram lives? Or have you been watching specifically the versus battles like we've been watching? Yes and yes. So, okay. Yes, and yes. Yeah, that, I'm on. That's the new TV now. You can just flip through the channels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See who's doing what. I, I always like stop in on things. the people who only have like one viewer and I stay for way too long. <laughs> I got caught a couple times. Did you? <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize that. I'm like, I didn't even say anything. Like, oh, there's 15 people in here. They could see you in here. Um, Al, did you like the uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface on Saturday night or the Teddy Riley and Babyface on Monday night better? I like the first one better. 
It was insane. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, technology and where we're at is really crazy. But like, uh, I've definitely been bugging since thinking about how much great music both of them did. Like, I went back, I think, to some of it. Like, Jesus Christ, that whole sound. It was like they just changed the sound. Like, you, you have to go back to figure out what was like that first New Jack Swing sound. But Teddy Riley. Monster. Oh, changed the fucking sound. And it, it really the crazy part. He came from the projects and made beats like he, he, it's not like he was like this classically trained R&B musician. He did it the same way Marley did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He started in the projects and then just grew from there and it became the, the shit. I think that we should give a lot of credit, by the way, to Swiss and Tim for really like cultivating this this moment to create like another wave for guys like that, for people who are of younger generations to learn Babyface and Teddy Riley music, because that's like. We see we see the evidence of the actual like numbers just like going through the roof and I think that's super awesome. Yeah, is there any I mean like I know that you've been approached. So I'm going to guess that are you just over it like because you've already done you've already done the tour with uh with Just like you did um like are are where where's your head at in terms of you actually participating? Shout out to Alfie on Crockett and um, Spice Adams. They did a good impression of Swiss and Timberland. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. good. That shit had me. Alfie They're great. That shit hurt. Um, I'm down. I'm with it. I'm with it. Is Set there? It you guys got you got it, Swiss number? Yeah, yeah actually, actually, we do. Yeah. All right. Send me Swiss's number. All right, we'll do that. Um, is okay, there bro, any... Is there any way you don't end with uh, "We Gonna Make It" as your as your closer? I guess it depends on who I'm sparring with, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's up there. That's up there. When you think about collaborations, uh, especially in your life, and and let's say that you're not still congregating, you know, more than six people in your in your studio at at a time or whatever, is it? Is it going to have a huge effect on how you create moving forward? Because, you know, as we've talked about, Rap Camp is this amazing, you know, stew of people that show up that end up making things you never would have planned beforehand or could do by yourself. How do you move forward as a as a collaborator and as a producer overall? Uh, we just break some rules or send an email, you know, I yeah. don't think it's going to stop the flow. I don't think it'll stop it. Plus, this is temporary, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I certainly hope more more temporary than uh, than it currently seems like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's gonna. You know, things will get back to whatever. Or they'll go to whatever new thing they are. But the music won't ever stop. You know that we'll just adapt to it. And that that to me, that's what was dope about the versus thing was like, kind of reminded me of like, you know back in the day when they needed to plug in like doing park jams before they had the power like where are we going to plug in just plug into the light across the street yeah like where are we going to set this up just go on your instagram fuck it <laughs> just, let's rock it in and then we figured out that instagram sound is trash and now they're going to fix that and get to it you know what i mean yeah, it, it yeah. Was renegade that's what i like i like renegade so that shit is always like we, we can always adapt you know when Somebody you took a record one day and scratched it you know what I mean? Somebody just pulled, was like, that sounds dope. That shit was just, think about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, actually, that what... was an adapting, that was adapting. So I'm sure some people were like, that's not music. <laughs> what's what's a mistake that you made that you ended up loving in one of your records? Uh, Well, here's a good mistake. It wasn't a mistake, but I never liked a mix for Cormega. What was it? It was a song I did for Cormega. It was called Legacy. And I, it's one of my favorite joints now that I did. But at the time, I remember being upset because they mixed the two, they mixed the beat straight off of the CD. They didn't let me separate the beat. And that drove and you like, crazy? Yeah, yeah. Like as producers, we might like fixate over a fucking snare when <laughs> everybody else likes the song, and we're like, man, the snare just isn't right. I gotta, you know. I mean, so that doesn't like, really answer the question. I was looking for something that like you you enjoyed, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm a gonna, mistake. Yeah, a mistake that you were just like, you want to know what? Like that actually like, sounds like fucking great now. But like we can get back, we can we can uh, move on. But let me think. I gotta think about that one. I gotta think. I know, but I but I'll tell you when I do make beats. Like w one thing I'll do is like, um, I I have like uh, sometimes when I load up the MP and I got like sequences. I'll erase the sounds and load up another beat, but I'll leave the sequence from the old beat. Whoa. 
and it's like just fucking shaking a hat and throwing a bunch of things <laughs> yeah. and seeing what you get. And I did get a couple good mistake beats like that. I, so that was good. That's really good. Yeah. What's um as an example, but yeah, good old mistake beat is good. What um what's a question? So I, mean, I know you had a, a relationship with Yams, like, and he was such a rap nerd, like he loved history. I I have to imagine that he would ask you questions and and like just try and pick your brain. What's something that Yams asked you um with your, when in your time with him? What did he ask me about it? Um, he was just concerned with my outfit on the cover of the first <laughs> infantry album. He was just mine. I remember his mind was blown that it was just that all brown. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, suit or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> he was definitely blown away by that. I remember that. And uh, he, he, uh, he, I have an old DM from him where he was like, "Yo." Vince Staples and Prodigy, bro. I need you to put these two together, like wow. very early. Wow. Very early. Yeah. Like, so that was one thing I remember. He told me when I look back at the old DM, he was like, "Really?" You know, Vince was fucking one back then. Yeah. By the way, you and he text very similarly. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of like yeah. reaction gifts. A lot of like. Well, I mean, you've 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 leveled up in terms of like I've never texted anybody who like uses as many stickers as you. Yeah. You are I didn't even get crazy. I just gave you guys a sample. That was just a warm-up. That was just a warm-up, fellas. I'm giving you time to get your sticker game. Right. Yeah, no, Yams Yams would just send like memes. It was it was all like job rule, just like faces. And so They're like going so crazy now with all this shit with the technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you Keep and Teddy Riley. You guys are the kings of technology. <laughs> Yeah, he would have lost his mind. Um, Al, as you as you move through this quarantine, uh, is there anything that you like watch on Netflix that you're binging through right now and and specifically enjoying? I keep falling asleep on the same fucking episode of Better Call Saul. Ah. I've been watching the same episode for two weeks. I'm so burnt <laughs> out. Because by the time I, I go to sleep, it's like I've been making beats so long. I literally keep rewinding back to sleep. <laughs> Once I get over this one. And it, it, I don't even really like to see the series. I'm just like, I'm in it already. Oh. But I really haven't been watching shit, to be honest. I've been over here just cooking. like So anything that's related to, you know, if I got to do find some source material for some audio clips or something, I'll just go that route. Otherwise, I'm over here. Yeah. Um, who is who is the uh, most recent person to stop by the crib, artist wise? I mean, he's sitting right here. I don't know if he wants to speak up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I gave three guesses. <laughs> okay, well, I'm I'm gonna say it's not Swiss Beats because <laughs> he would have given you his number. This is working. Is that one of your guesses? Uh, you only have three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. One. One's down. Okay. Um, wait. I didn't hear a Midwestern accent. Can you talk again? I didn't hear. It. <laughs> yeah. Throw them off. Right, this is working. Oh wait, that really does sound like somebody we know. Yeah. Swiss beats, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Swiss If you don't know him, you know of him. I can guarantee that. All right. Say say, brothers is working one more time. Well, we'll give him one more. Bro, this is working. Oh, it sounds so fucking familiar. You guys are trash. I know. <laughs> Wait, is it Alchemist just doing another voice? <laughs> Got two more guesses. Uh, um, I was going to say Schoolboy, but it doesn't sound like Schoolboy. There's a, li- there's a little bit of ASAP 12 you there. <laughs> you came ASAP 12 you on him? <laughs> I don't know. See that? No, we got one more guess. Oh, we got one, one more guess. One more guess. One more guess. Just say brothers is working one more time. <laughs> one more time. You get one more time. This is it. Hit him. <laughs> brothers is working. Yo. It does sound like he's up to I hate you guys. <laughs> um, Man. If you don't guess it, I'm not telling you. No, no. Of course. Of course. But... Down to the last guess. Brocky Marciano. <laughs> Is that your guess, sir? No, 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 no. Right. We, we do this as a team. Um, uh, <laughs> damn. Okay. It, is it somebody? Damn. Is it somebody who's been on the podcast? That's a good question. 
Is it somebody who's done y'all podcast? Nope. Nope, he ain't done y'all podcast yet. Hmm. All right, if that we it, if we give you Swiss's number, you'll give us this person's number off <laughs> off off the off rip off the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn, I got, damn, you guys. I know we're terrible. Give him a clue. Give him a clue. He, he said the clue is he's working. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Is it Jay Electronica? <laughs> nope. Do you think you perform better, like? With people watching or when you're alone in the studio? I like working dolo. When I make beats, that's like, I can make the best shit when I'm by myself. I don't like, I hate the room full of 30 people trying to make a beat. Like, I, because I like experimenting with shit. I don't need nobody to think, like, yo, that shit right there, son, leave it. Like, I hate that. <laughs> Wait, so- I hate that. If you say that now, I'm changing it for sure. <laughs> Wait, so so that means yeah. that that rap camp is just for people to hear beats that you've already made. I'll put the headphones on, or sometimes, depending on the artist, like I can fuck with them because we have the same taste, so we can listen to records. And then if, if we find something, he'll be like, "Yo," then I'll make the beat right there. You know what I mean? Or I'll or, or I'll start it, then I'll put on the headphones and put the extra spices on it and do whatever the hell I gotta do. Do you know if you have anything on uh, Action's upcoming album, Only for Dolphins? I do. Oh. A very good album, too, man. He's going crazy on it. Can't wait. And we have a new season coming out on the 11th. Can't wait for that as well. That's yeah, something sure that you should not fall asleep to, you know. Wait, what's your favorite Thank moment you from the show? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your favorite moment from the show that you've done? Um, a favorite time when we went out to, to, to uh, either Tokyo or when me and Mayhem went to Barcelona in this new episode, and it was just a wine extravaganza. It was insane. Has it hit you just yet how we won't be able to travel around the world like we used to for at least like six or yeah, eight there's months? Yeah, there's a fun question. <laughs> so Right. Real... Well, that sucks, but luckily we have 12 episodes finished, so yeah. we'll set it out until this shit is done and we'll hit the road again. I'm sure we'll be fine. Well, I mean, like, do you travel for your own pleasure or is it just like for work, really? I mean, you know, I'm in one of those scenarios where my work is my pleasure. So it just kind of just kill it all with one stone. Just knock them dead. Yeah. With one brick. <laughs> I pretty much, yeah, I travel. I mean, I don't do, I don't like vacation. I get antsy. I need to create. I'm a weirdo. Well, you went to, what was it, Yellowstone National Park? That was fire. But that was, you know, at the will of my girlfriend. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But you had to enjoy it on on some level. I love it, man. I love that shit. Nature's the illest thing ever. I'm really becoming more in touch with nature and nature things. Like I'm really vibing to off that nature pack. Yeah, nature thing. Nature pack. Nature pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Na- oh, you got to get off that nature pack. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did, did you see like buffalo up there? Like what kind of wildlife oh, are we talking did about? I? <laughs> I'll send you a text. Yeah, please. I'll show you some footage that you will be horrified by. <laughs> Yo. When I was in Yellowstone, I went with uh, our other brother, Dan. Shouts to Dan. Um, you went? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yo, hold on. Jeff Did went, yeah. you see yeah. a fucking bear? If you've seen a bear, I'm hanging up. I saw a bear. You saw a bear? Yeah. You didn't? Damn, yo. That was the only thing I wanted to see. We did not see a bear. Oh. Did you see... I was upset. What, uh, I mean, like, every time that we would drive by any buffalo, we would play French Montana's Ain't Worried About Nothing. <laughs> so, like, it was... It was did 20... they come up into the street on you? Did they, like, stop traffic and all that? The bear? The bear ran no, the toward... Buffalo, the buffalo. Oh, the buffalo, yeah. Buffalo were, like, um... I mean, they weren't in the street, I guess. They were, they were like, off the road a little bit. And yeah, so, like, they we... ran up in the street on us. But uh, it was a trip how the minute we drove into Yellowstone, it just... Everything looked like a fucking painting. Whoa. Like it was amazing. Everything was picturesque. It was like, damn, this is really insane. Like, but okay. do you feel like the itch to create while you're out there and just like stop yourself from doing that? Nah, cause I, I no, nah. I don't feel like I have to like you know chop a sample if I'm looking at like a wild animal. Were you trying That's to ruin your relationship? If so, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, those you're like those guys that are like by the beach or in a mountain with their like MP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I want to push them off the fucking. <laughs> I really do. Like, stop, dog. I get it though, because I, I I do like going to different places to make beats, like a different location. But like, immersed in nature with like a drum machine is wild. <laughs> yeah. 
not a good way to get some uh very unnatural yeah yeah but yeah my dan and i we drove like three hours out of the way to play french montana in montana (laughs) (laughs) that's what you did yeah it was very important (laughs) so i'm one of the few people who's who's played french montana in both montana and france This is what you did. This that's, is your work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, you that know. marketing plan was yours. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff is an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> um, when we saw you, we were talking to Action the other day about this. When we saw you, uh, we were going down to South by Southwest. We ran into you and Action at the airport at JFK. And, that's right. And Action, Action was furious that you wouldn't check your luggage. No, no, that you did check your luggage. Oh, that you did, yeah, I'm sorry. You were the only one out of all of them who actually checks your luggage rather than just do a carry-on. Uh, do you have any uh, words to say about that? I will say that this must must have been a long time ago because I haven't done that in a <laughs> long time. I'm definitely, I hate that guy. I, I think you got me confused with mayhem. No, I, I think sw- you have me confused with mayhem. Only because you guys look the same. <laughs> he really does that. Is mayhem next to you? Guy, like, like we all have, if we're all traveling together, we gotta have a meeting. Like, if everyone is not doing care, checking in, you're not checking your shit. And we're grown men. You gotta <laughs> yeah, like, carry that shit on. Yo, this was carry like that shit. this was like three years ago. By three the years way. ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was very wrong for that. <laughs> yeah, so we had action on, we had body on. Uh, we have to get mayhem on. Mayhem you is get him. mayhem is not sitting next to you right now, right? It's not mayhem. No. <laughs> I truly hate this game. This is this is the worst game. I don't like how like not confident he is in I saying know. brothers is working. I out. know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like like that that's sort of like bumming me out where I'm just like, I should know your voice. Off, right? I don't know your voice. <laughs> this is fire. Killing us. Killing us yes, right now, and I really hope it is ASAP Twelve. This is like tell us. the worst. Yeah, this is the worst. Nah, if it was somebody you said, I would have told you. This is the worst game show experience ever. Yeah, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, this is a really horrible game show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a failed magician. Show. I know. <laughs> in the end, is it David right, Copperfield? See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Damn. Al. We love you. Take care of yourself. Uh, love you guys. Shout out man. to your Thank whole you. circle out there. Yeah, shout I, out to your friend next to you. I hope that. I hope that. This is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, we, I swear to God, we're going to listen to this on loop for like the next four <laughs> hours. Get the headphones out, man. Yo, we're, yo, we're going to dub it in the correct answer. <laughs> That's how like furious I am. Yo, Al, take care of yourself. Uh, hopefully, we see you soon, either on your coast or ours. And uh, stay safe through all this. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Likewise, brother. Thank you, man. Shout out to the Alchemist. Jeff, are we back tomorrow? We are back every day forever. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. See you guys tomorrow. Brrrat! <laughs>